is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Welcome to Wise Guys. These guys know sports on this Wednesday, July the 22nd on the Worldwide Sports Network with my co-host, Mr. Clarence Nixon. What's up, Clarence? Hey, what's going on today, man? Happy Wednesday, brother. Happy Wednesday to you. Everybody remember, go and follow Wise Guys on Twitter at WiseGuys underscore H. Also on Facebook, Wise Guys. And be sure to follow Wise Guys on Instagram with these guys know sports. We live here on the Worldwide Sports Network. Clarence, man, how you doing, brother? How your day going? How's your last two days been going since we did our show Monday? How everything going? So everything is going smooth, man. I actually been like cooking more. I mean, cooking more at the house, and I'm about to throw down some my famous cheeseburger and stuffed burgers and fries. Okay, so that's your that's your special. <laughs> you got any kind of special recipe that you do when you cook that, man? Uh, and I got my favorite food. I, I love cooking jambalaya. I love cooking jumbo. Y'all should try okay. my jumbo. Try your jambalaya. Okay, okay. I might have to try that one day, man. We'll see, man. Definitely. But uh, I know you said you did yoga over the weekend, so you've been doing any little... <laughs> you've been doing any... Yeah. I post, I post, I'm supposed to go, go work out tonight. My brother been calling me, but but yoga yoga been good, though. You know, I've been stretching. been stretching real good, and I've been feeling real calm and collected. And I'm trying to just utilize it while we're doing the show, baby. So I'm trying yeah. to get more collected, man. Yeah, because you 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 gotta be calm when I be coming at you with these sports facts and destroying you in these sports debates. You gotta be calm. I I, I understand, Clarence. I, I understand. Just, and I have you, you have my you have my empathy. Okay, you have my empathy. But we're on the Worldwide Sports Network. We got an action jam-packed show. We're gonna talk about later on the show. Antonio Brown tweeting. He's officially retired. Also, we're gonna talk about Kobe, Melo, LeBron, KD. If you need 50. Rank them one to four. Who do you who do you trust the most? Get you 50. Also, the NFL decided to cancel preseason games. We'll talk about that here shortly. But we began in Kansas City with the NFL Super Bowl champions, Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City top stars Tyreek Hill and Chris Jones had some talks about creating a dynasty. Tyreek Hill, I'm going to quote Tyreek Hill. This is Tyreek Hill. He said, I'm, More like- quote, I'm just proud of the Chiefs in general for getting all these deals done, man. Cause they understood right now is our time. Like this is our window to be great for us to build that dynasty. That was Tyreek Hill using that dynasty word. Here was Chris Jones also. Here's Chris Jones, I quote, this is only the beginning. Be prepared to have another parade and another parade. We're going to make sure we bring not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, but plus rings to Kansas City. It's been 50 years of waiting, but the wait is over. It's time to create a dynasty. That was Chris Jones with his LeBron James impersonation, talking about the word dynasty. So, Clarence, as we open up the show today, let's talk about the NFL Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs. Can the Kansas City Chiefs build a dynasty? Uh, 
That's a and and that's like an intriguing question, Mr. Larkin. Let me name the key players of the dynasty that the Chiefs are trying to build. Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Chris Jones, Frank Clark, Tyron Matthews, and we we all know Mahomes. It takes these players right here to make it all happen, Trey. These players right here, they got to come lights out each and every game. And, he, and I, honestly, these guys that I named are the most important players on this team. I mean, regardless of the offensive line is being important to my home, but these players that I just named are the ones that's going to help build this dynasty. Like three, like Frank Clark is a tremendous, uh, a tremendous defense end. Chris Jones is probably one of the, one of the one of the best nose tackles, defensive tackles in the in the league. And Travis Kelsey, in my opinion, he's one of the best receivers. He's one of my best tight ends and the, the best tight end in the league. And Tyreek Hill's a top five receiver. So if you if you construct all these players into this dynasty, I truly believe that they can they can win multiple Super Bowl rings. They can win multiple Super Bowl rings because they have the talent on both sides of the ball to compete at the next level and can help can help lead this team into this into the Super Bowl into the dynasty that they're trying to trying to make. I truly believe that these six players that I name are beneficial to the dynasty. And if these guys are not beneficial to this dynasty, man, I don't know what to say. But I truly believe they can build a dynasty. They can okay. build a dynasty. Let me ask you a question. I think we first before we really dive into this debate and this conversation as to whether or not they can be a dynasty or not, I think we should define dynasty because yeah. that's the important part here. We got to define dynasty. Let me ask you a question. Do you believe Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, do you think they were a dynasty with the Patriots? Yes, I truly believe that. I believe that they, they built a dynasty over the time being. Like, they 11 straight divisional titles. They own the AFC East over a decade and six Super Bowls that they brought. And don't forget the, the one that backed the back. Back to back here early in Tom Brady's career. That started yeah. it right there. Then and there, like, and then they that team always been loaded with great stars and stars that that's gonna be future Hall of Famers in the in the in the years of coming. I truly believe Tom Brady and them, they was a dynasty team. I agree with you. That believe Tom Brady and Bill Belichick was a dynasty as well. Six and three in the Super Bowl. You like you said, 11 straight division titles. They dominated the AFC East. And yeah. they pretty much they pretty much they pretty much traumatized. Miami, New York, and, and Buffalo Bills fans for, for throughout the entire Tom Brady era, they pretty much dominated the entire division the whole time. So I think they were a dynasty. But I think if we get a chance to the Chiefs, do I believe they can be a dynasty? I say no. And, there, and here's the reason why. I say no because when I look at the Kansas City Chiefs, first off, let's start off with the head coach, Andy Reid. Andy Reid, I believe he's 62 years of age. I think he is the second oldest coach in the NFL. We're not yeah. sure how much longer Andy Reid is going to be at the helm for the Kansas City Chiefs. And we know part of the reason why the Kansas City Chiefs has been successful over the last two years or three years is because Andy Reid is the head coach. Andy Reid is one of the greatest coaches in NFL history. When he was with the Philadelphia Eagles, he had the Eagles every single year. They were in the NFC Championship game at least. Four, exactly. They were always in the NFC Championship game, had one Super Bowl appearance, against Bill Belichick and the Patriots, but they came up short. But Andy Reid had the Philadelphia Eagles as a powerhouse in the NFC. Now he's in Kansas City. And since he's been in Kansas City, they have always been in the playoffs, even before Patrick Mahomes took over the starting job. They were in the playoffs when they had Alex Smith. That's because of the coaching ability of Andy Reid. 
Andy Reid is a player's coach, but he also knows his football. And he's put together a great, yes, I said great, system for Patrick Mahomes to thrive in. So I think you got to keep in mind, do you believe that Andy Reid, or do you think that Andy Reid is going to coach for another 10 to 15 years? I don't see it happening. I can see Andy Reid hanging them up after maybe three or four years. When I think of dynasty, I'm thinking about a 10 to 20 year span of dominance. And I think at some point, the Kansas City Chiefs will have to retool. Also, another thing you got to keep in mind, I think we're talking about the sport of football, where it is a very, very physical sport. And there have been other players that we thought were going to win Super Bowls and for their respective teams. Back when Aaron Rodgers won his Super Bowl back in 2010 as a Packers fan, I would have told you that you were crazy if in 10 years Aaron Rodgers would have had another Super Bowl on his resume. I would have said you was crazy as a Packers fan. And he does not have another Super Bowl on his resume. Yeah. There's so many things that have to go right for you to win a Super Bowl. Look at Drew Brees and the Saints. They won a Super Bowl back in 2009 against Peyton Manning and the Colts. Drew Brees hasn't been back to the Super Bowl, Clarence. He hasn't won another Super Bowl. It is very hard to win in the National Football League. So when you combine Andy Reid's age, how much longer he's going to play, also with the fact that football is a very physical sport, and from year to year, you don't know what's going to happen from an injury perspective, I believe it's hard to say that the Kansas City Chiefs are an NFL dynasty. I say no. Let's pump the brakes, Tyreek Hill and Chris Jones. Let's relax. Think about it, though, man. Chris Jones designed a big contract. He's feeling excited. He's feeling poised that this team is just the best of the best. And for Andy Reid, I truly believe that he can go 10 years. Another 10 years. Belichick, what is he, like 73, 74? He's still thriving. He's, he's, I think he's 70, but regardless, he's still thriving in the AFC, the whole AFC. And even without Tom Brady, he's still favorite. They're still favorite to make the playoffs because his coaching, his coaching ability and the and the game plan that he does, and just the system that he brings to the team. But for Andy Reid, I think honestly he's just getting started, man. He's getting started that he's getting started because he got a young, young, talented quarterback in Patrick Mahomes, which I think was better. I feel like this is the best quarterback that Andy Reid ever, ever like coached, even or even over Donovan McNabb, like. Like, I just feel like Mahomes got McNabb probably by a far yard, by a far yard. But Andy Reid, man, he's getting started with this dynasty, man. He's 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 having so much success. In three years, he's been successful, probably been the most successful coach in a three-year span. And this in these last three years since Mahomes been playing. And I truly believe that if these six players that I just named is, is still on the team, they can contribute and then it can be something better and dominant. Like I just I think this this is a team of the Chiefs that where this is a new dynasty and there's a new sheriff in town. There is no more Patriots talks no more. There isn't. There is no more Tom Brady's going back to the Super Bowl. Who's gonna play Tom Brady? Now the whole now the whole narrative is who's gonna play Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. And that's the tone that Andy Reid and the Chiefs are setting right now. And I truly believe that they are building a dynasty very slow. You see, here's the thing though. You forgot one thing, Clarence. It might not be, it might not be Tom Brady and the Patriots dominating in the AFC, but guess what? We now have two superstar quarterbacks in Lamar Jackson and Deshaun Watson in the same conference as Patrick Mahomes. We're looking at Lamar Jackson, the reigning NFL MVP last year, leading the Baltimore Ravens to the number one seed in the AFC. And guess what? 
Look at Deshaun Watson. I just told you about him the other day on the show. If he had Patrick Mahomes' weapons, and if he had Patrick Mahomes' support system, he would be putting up similar accomplishments as Patrick Mahomes. Look at Deshaun Watson's career. 71 touchdowns, just 29 interceptions, completed yep. 67% of his passes. He has other superstar quarterbacks that he is going to have to compete with in the AFC. I'm not saying Patrick Mahomes can't get it done. What I'm saying is be on the lookout for Lamar Jackson, the reigning NFL MVP, and Deshaun Watson, a superstar for Houston, Texas. You got to keep that in mind as well. Competition matters. And I think he's going to have to compete with these other superstar quarterbacks in order to position the Chiefs to be in a dynasty. And then you don't know what's going to happen from there. Because just because you get to the Super Bowl, that doesn't mean that you're locked to win it. That doesn't mean you're locked to win it. You still got to go. You still might have to beat the 49ers. We know the 49ers are one of the youngest teams in the NFL. They have one of the great defenses in the NFL. And I don't care what you say or other Patrick Mahomes fans say, they had him shut down for the first three quarters of the Let Super Bowl. Go, man. Let it they, go. They, they had him shut down. And, but you got to think, Russell Wilson, he, he isn't going anywhere. You got some of these veteran quarterbacks on the NFC who's still trying to win a Super Bowl before they retire. Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, they still want to add Super Bowls to their resume. So I think we have to pump the Tom Brady as well. I think we got to pump the brakes before we start speaking of dynasty. And I'm going to be honest, even from a basketball perspective, I had a problem with LeBron and Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade when they had their party in South Beach when LeBron decided to take his talents to Miami and team up with them. They're talking about not five, not six. I think we got to pump the brakes <laughs> and just play. Just play. Because when you do that, more nine times out of ten, you're going to underachieve. And that's exactly what happened with the Miami Heat doing I'm LeBron thinking, James tenure. Think about it, though, Trey. Tom Brady had the same exact talent in his time coming up. He had Ben Roethlisberger that was dominating at the time. Peyton Manning was the sheriff. People used to think Brady's I mean, Manning's better than Brady. And who you had? Who else in the AFC? You who else in the, you had, I ain't gonna lie. Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers. Palmer at, at a time that was dominating, but we know unfortunately. Got Don't bring up Carson Palmer before you bring up Philip Rivers. Think about Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers. Listen, the Patriots held eleven straight divisional titles. The Bills ain't win a divisional title since nineteen ninety five. I wasn't even born. I wasn't even born at the time. And the Miami Dolphins ain't win a. Ain't win a division title since 2008. That's um, that's 12 years. Look, look, if the Chiefs can do that with a with a what I believe is a is a sneaky division with the Raiders and the Chargers and the Broncos, then you can already disclaim it. Like, yeah, the, this is this is a dynasty team that's probably not going to get beaten in the next upcoming year. They're so talented all over the all over the team. The team is just talented enough just to be a dynasty, right? This is a team that. We gonna be talking about in a few years and years like man, Mahomes, he's still doing his thing. Oh, who gonna beat him now? Now Lamar. Yeah, but hold on now, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's, you you said we're gonna still be talking about Patrick Mahomes. Just because we're talking about you in the Super Bowl conversation doesn't mean that you're a dynasty. A dynasty, when I'm when I'm thinking about an a NFL dynasty, I'm thinking about a team over a 10 to 20 year span that wins at least more than five Super Bowls. We I don't I'm not ready to go there just yet. I'm oh, not ready no. to go there just yet. You're talking about five Super Bowls? If you, the, the, you just we're talking about dynasty, right? That's why I said we gotta under we gotta make be clear about what our definition of dynasty is. Because I think the Patriots were a dynasty. I, I truly believe that. You have to win at least four or five Super Bowls to win dynasty. But, but and it's the thing, 
Patrick Mahomes still has at least 16 or 17 years in the NFL to play. And, and especially with the way they protect the quarterbacks now, maybe even maybe even 20 years. <laughs> Who knows how, how much longer Patrick Mahomes is going to play? Look, I'm just saying, in the next 10 years, Patrick Mahomes should at least bring back like three Super Bowls. Because the way his contract is paying him, he should at least bring back three or four Super Bowls, man. Because two Super Bowls is not going to satisfy enough. That's that's not you're gonna be like what LeBron James three three finals in 17 years? That's not satisfaction. And what he's doing, he's breaking all the records so he can still get that that recognition. And we we all know how great a player he is, but at the same time, championships matter. And I truly believe if they bring like if he the Chiefs, Andy Reid, all they bring three more Super Bowls, we can start considering them as a dynasty team that like a dynasty team, man. Fair enough. So let's move on to the next question of this segment. Despite the Super Bowl last year, what improvements do the Kansas City Chiefs need to make to compete for another Super Bowl and repeat this year? Good question. Good question. So, because I was looking at their improvement sheets, and I should, I feel like they should play. They they should play out their their rookie the rookie class because they got they got a nice rookie rookie class that they drafted. I like the Clyde Edwards Hillier. I liked that pick for the Me running too. back. That's that solidified their running back problems right there. If Damian Williams, he's, he got a two-year extension, so he's be gone in a few years, it leaves the door open for Clyde, right? Ran it there and there. Willie Gay, I like that. I like that pick because at the end, he's a home reckoner, but he, he's trouble outside. He's trouble outside off the field. Like, but you know, Andy Reid was good with helping people like get back, get their head back. I think that this, the Chiefs' improvements is like they have to strongen up the, uh, the secondary. The secondary is probably the weakest link on that team, in my opinion. The, like the secondary is the ones that get killed the most. Tyron Matthews can't help cover no receiver because at the same time he's covering the middle or he's playing man covers on someone. The secondary get killed, man. And they just lost, and they, they didn't re-sign Fuller back. So I think that's gonna be a big piece that a big thing, like a big position they're gonna struggle with. And struggle is it's the secondary position. The linebacker crew is it's all right. Because you can deal with Frank Clark, you can deal with um what um what I will say Darren Lee, but he, he got released. But uh, I've got his name. Uh, uh, I can't pronounce his name. I can't pronounce his name. But the point is, the secondary is the most improved team that I mean position that needs to improve. Because now yeah. the passing league, it's a passing league in the NFL now, and you don't want your quarters getting killed. And we know how GMs do; they cut you if they feel like your performance was not good enough. That's we agree opinion. on we agree on this part of the segment. I agree. I think they need to patch up that secondary. Yeah. Offensive, offensively, the Kansas City Chiefs have no weaknesses. No weaknesses whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, they, right. they don't even have to worry about the offensive side of the ball. They have no weaknesses. And when you have a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes, even if you do have a weakness offensively, Patrick Mahomes will will basically make plays and do certain things in games that'll make you say, Oh, that weakness, he covered it up. He made yeah, it look good. Yes, he's a game changer. Mm -hmm. Yes, so they have no weaknesses offensively whatsoever. Again, defensively, I think they need to try and improve on the defensive side of the ball. And like you said, in the secondary, I saw some games last year where some teams was able to pass the football on the Kansas City Chiefs and keep them yeah. in games. See, what you want to do is you have to be able to get stops so you can get more opportunities for Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey to move the football down the field and put up points. So I think defensively, they have to improve their defense and try to get better 
this upcoming season. I'm not yeah. saying they were terrible last year, but if you're at least an average defense and you got Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback, you'll be in good shape because he's gonna, he's gonna put up at least 24 to 30 points per game. So if your if your defense could just stop teams and hold them under 20 points, you'll be in good shape. Yeah, I, do, so I think their secondary must improve. Losing Fuller, well, losing Fuller is a big loss. So I think they got to get better in that secondary. If they can improve in that secondary, they'll be just fine. They definitely will be the yeah. favorites in the AFC West. Yeah, sure. they definitely. Yeah, they drafted like two corners out of uh, what Le- Legereus Sneed and Bo Peep Keys. Them, them are two. Two skilled, two skilled corners that I watched over tape, and I truly believe they can take their take their talent to the next level. But that secondary will get chewed up. Looking at their schedule, man, they're playing a lot of teams that 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 love passing the ball, so they definitely got to upgrade that. And I'm not yes. say the linebacker crew, but if your D line is getting all the pressure, your your um, if, if your D line getting all is pressuring the quarterback as as they should, it's go. It's gonna help the linebackers and the secondary play better because now they can get in, they can find the ball and make a tackle or sack, sack the quarterback. Yeah. So and Chris, and Chris Jones, Chris Jones, no tackle for him. He covers up a lot of their weaknesses in the run game as well. Chris yeah, Jones yeah. is a beast in, in that run game. Beast. Yes, Chris beast, Jones. Man. That contract that Chris Jones just signed, he deserved every penny of it. Every penny. I'm about to hit him up like, hey man, can I ball sign man? Because he's a beast, man. I'm telling yeah. you, man. 33 career sack. 15-and-a-half-flat-28-team-man-truly-believe-man-he's-a-beast-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I
it helped Jason Tatum because I think Kyrie Irving took away some of Jason Tatum's scoring opportunities because he was so ball dominant. I think now that Jason Tatum is the leader and clear cut the best player on the Boston Celtics, I believe we are going to see the best in Jason Tatum this playoffs. And I think the Boston Celtics, yes, I said it, the Boston Celtics will be coming out of the Eastern Conference. You stop that. They are going to beat Giannis. They are going to be Giannis and the Bucks in the Eastern Conference Finals. But let me let me say this. When it comes to Jason Tatum as a player, when we talk about Luka, we talk about Trey Young, we talk about John Morant, Zion Williamson, if I am picking a franchise, if I'm starting a franchise and I have to pick one of these young stars to start my franchise with, I am picking Jason Tatum. Are you serious over Luka? Over Luka Doncic, the guy that's averaging a triple-double. And 28 points on top of that. You're ridiculous, bro. You need to get drug tested like Bobo got drug tested because he was clowning the game in the scrimmage earlier. You need to get drug tested. No. Let me tell you. But before we do all that, everybody go follow Wise Guys on Facebook and Instagram. These guys know sports and Twitter, Wise Guys underscore age. And don't forget to subscribe to our page on YouTube at Wise Guys. And we are here live on a Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Let me tell you something, Trey. I love Tatum. I love his scoring, his gifted scoring ability. I really do. I love the step back three. It just, I just feel like that's so pure that I watched him do that in high school at Duke and now in Boston. I truly believe he's a great scorer, but I just believe he's not a leader to the Boston Celtics team. I truly believe that, but he's part of the future. He's part of the future. He's you say he's not, a he's not a leader? I, I feel like he's not, he doesn't take on leadership as well as, as like, you would co compare him to some other players that are leadership to their team, leaders to their team. But I just think for him, he's in a position right now that he wants to show everybody what he's capable of and what he brings to the table because he's more involved in the game. He He's averaging seven rebounds a game, so he's fighting for every rebound down there, second-chance points. He's balling. I give you that. He's balling. But I'm not satisfied with the two – with the 2.9, with the 2.9 assists per game. I don't believe, I don't like that. I don't like that. And you saying he, he's a good leader. He can lead his team to Celtics. But first, he got to get his team involved. He got to get them involved in the game. But that's Kevin Walker's job, Clarence. What are you talking huh? about? That's Kevin Walker's job. He's the I mean, facilitator. At the same time, if, if you're building a franchise over him, you expect him. You should expect him to at least be a, a, a contributor. Excuse me, a contributor. I, you, I feel like that. But Averaging three assists ain't a contributor? What are you talking about? Three assists? That, that's not I – hey, I feel like he could have raised the bar up more because because Kimba, Kimba ain't played majority of the season. He took over. He took over half of the season, leading them with Storm, and he was rebounding good. And in an assist game, he there's enough weapons on that team that he can dish out the pass to. But what, what, you, what you basically essentially saying is you, want, you expect Jason Tatum to be a playmaker. But I believe Jason Tatum is the ultimate scorer. Listen, Jason Tatum, he can get to the rim and finish around the rim. He can create opportunities for others. He can hit the perimeter shot. Also, he can even come in and hit the mid-range shot. He has no weaknesses offensively to his game. Yes, he I, like I, said, does. I think he's one. I think he is a great scorer. You want him to be a playmaker. That is Kimball Walker's job on this Celtics team. I don't think it's Jason Tatum's role. I think Jason Tatum's role is to put the ball in the bucket. And obviously this year, averaging 24 points per game on 45% shooting, he's doing just that. 
So I think you want him to be more like a playmaker, kind of like how LeBron is. And, and, and like maybe how, I don't like there's other players that have won championships and they weren't playmakers. Kawhi Leonard isn't really a playmaker. Kevin Durant, yeah, isn't, this. Kevin Durant isn't really a playmaker. Say it again. Uh, Kawhi Leonard actually he actually grew into that playmaker because he averaging five assists over the season and last year he had he averaged almost five assists in the finals so he was a be- definitely a playmaker. That might have been, but that might have been just an, an outlier season. What I'm saying is when I look at Ka- Kawhi Leonard and Kevin Durant, I don't look at Kawhi Leonard and Kevin Durant as being playmakers. I look at LeBron James as being a playmaker. I look at Chris Paul as being a playmaker. I mean, Russell Westbrook as well as being a playmaker. I've never looked at Kevin Durant or Kawhi Leonard as being playmakers, but they also are still players that you can win championships with, obviously. When I look at Jason Tatum, I think Jason Tatum is a great scorer, and I believe Kemba Walker is the playmaker on that Celtics team. I think you kind of, you miss you misidentifying Jason Tatum's role a little bit. No, but at the same time, I can, I can, let me, let me, let me break this down to you. Let me break this down to you. I believe that Jason Tatum is going to be head into that road that with Kate, that can head down that road that KD went down, you know, being a prolific scorer. And what's know, wrong with that? <laughs> look, look, the thing is, the thing is, if you don't, I feel like you need to expand your game more. You need to expand your game more because you are already the, the, the ultimate scorer on the team. If, 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 te- if teams game plan against that, they go find ways to stop that. So it's it's gonna be sometimes game plan against it. What? How can you I, game plan against a superior score? If you can put the ball well, in the bucket, I want to call him superior a great score. player. I'm not huh? calling him no superior score just yet. I'm not calling him just but yet. Only, I know, but he's only in his third year, Clarence. He's only gonna get better. What do you what do you mean? He's on he's already averaging 24 points per game in his third I think he's in the third year. In his third season, he's only gonna get better. What do you Kevin what? Durant? Kevin Durant, at the age of 21, averaged 30 points. 30 points! You remember that? He went on the 25-straight seat streak with at least 25 points. That boy averaged 30 points. He was – we knew at, at the time, man, this guy is gifted. This guy is the most gifted scorer, young scorer that we ever probably seen, bro, that we ever, ever seen, bro. Like, for Jason Tatum, I, I just think that you can bring more out of him. It's more that can come out of him, not just scoring, but get his team involved. You can definitely bring that out of him. I'm not really- saying he don't need to expand his. I'm not saying that. What I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you completely. I get where you're coming from, but what I'm saying is, the question was was can he lead the Boston Celtics to a championship? Basically, can he be that number one option? I think Jason Tatum can be a number one option and lead you to a championship, being a primary scoring option. Over Kemba? Huh? Over Kemba? The number one option? Kemba ain't the number one option. What are you talking about? Man, look. Now it's Jason Tatum. This is Jason Tatum's team. Man, the thing about Tatum, man, that if this is his team, he's going to have to expand the game more, man. I'm averaging three assists a game is not doing it, man. Not doing it, man. It's called roles. Every team has them. Listen, let's ask the next question on here. Can the Boston Celtics win the Easter Conference this year? I already, gave you my, I already kind of gave you my opinion. I'm going to let you go. Go ahead. No. 
you 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 need to get that. You need to get drug test for that too, bro. You need to get drug oh, test for that too. I need drug The first game, the first game they play, it's against the Milwaukee Bucks. So you, you are we already getting a preview of the Eastern Conference Finals right then and there. I don't think no one on that team has no answer for Giannis, man. No one on that team has no answer for Giannis, and Giannis and them go game plan against the Celtics team because they don't want to run outrun these boys and think that they're doing something, but but fail to realize this man Giannis can guard play both sides of the floor, man. And I think he's gonna be a main a main person that that they go have their problems with. And I don't think Jason Tatum is not coming out the East, man. They're not coming out the East, man. Kimba. He never been in this situation before. He never been in this situation before. He got to play a role too, and I think he's gonna choke in the in the in the in the moment when, hey, this do or die, man. He do or die. I'm taking yeah. the buck coming out. Just like just like just like Giannis choked last year in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, we don't know what we gonna get out of Kim. No, but don't say no. he's gonna choke. You don't you don't do that, him. Don't thing. do that to Kim. They smother Giannis, man. If you watch the game. Kawhi Leonard led Giannis to the basket so Marcus on search Ibaka can clubber him in, man. And I think that was a brilliant idea of what they did because he, he at the time, he ain't had no good moves. He, the only move he got was the Euro step, and that's about it. He had no other moves. Like, I just truly – but I think this year is different, and Boston doesn't have no chance of winning the no Eastern. No chance? Are you kidding me? Not if, they, if, they're playing, right if they're playing – if they're playing Milwaukee, they're playing Milwaukee in the Eastern Conference Finals. I'm going to say Milwaukee in five or six, man. Oh, <laughs> I'm telling you, man. You are so wrong here. Listen, it, I already it, said it. I said it, I, I said it a long time ago that I believe the Boston Celtics will be representing the Eastern Conference in the NBA Finals. Let me ask you a question. If we if we are talking to starting – if we're doing a starting five and we're taking the best five players from the Boston Celtics – and the, and the Milwaukee Bucks, and we combine them. Three of those five players are Boston Celtics players, right? Because, yeah. I mean, okay, we got – because after it's going to be Giannis and Middleton. After that, it'll be Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and Kimber Walker. So if we're taking the five best players from each team, the Celtics have three of the five best players. That's first thing. You Second, forgot Black. Second thing, don't put no Eric Bledsoe ain't on that. He ain't in that conversation. He's not in that conversation yet. He's not. He's, he's not better than Kimber. He's not better than Kimber. But let, the, the second thing is, I like Marcus Smart as a defensive specialist. Marcus yeah. Smart can get stops on the perimeter. He's one of the best perimeter defenders we have in the NBA. Just like Patrick Beverly for the Clippers. That's Marcus Smart role with the Boston Celtics. Listen, I think the Boston Celtics have what it takes to win the NBA championship. They got some young players on their team, Clarence, that are going to be hungry, and they're going to be ready to run in this NBA bubble once we get these playoffs going. Jalen Brown also is a player who I believe has a promising future. I like Jalen Brown as a player. Jalen Brown is nice as a two-guard. Like, he can create his own shot. Also, he can get to the rim and, and get to the free throw line, make his free throw shots. He can hit the perimeter shot. I like Jalen Brown. Play defense, he can play defense as well. The Boston Celtics are live. They are live. And I think you need to show some respect to the Boston Celtics. Like, I don't know why you believe that the Milwaukee Bucks are, are this, this team that can't be beat. Like, Milwaukee is – this ain't no – man, like, people are killing me with this. Like, I think it's laughable. I don't even think the Milwaukee Bucks are better than the Lakers or the Clippers, obviously, in the Western Conference. And when you look at the East, I think Milwaukee could be, could be in the second round, possibly. 
I really do. What? I don't. Yes, I don't Stop believe it. Bro. I don't believe in Stop. walking like. I don't believe in walking like you do. I just don't. Stop it, bro. Stop it. You, nah, but you, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm taking you to the hospital because you're getting drug tests tonight. No, I'm, gonna, man, I'm not getting I'm where you at, and we're going to the hospital, bro, because this joint sound crazy. Milwaukee get bounced out the second round? Are yes. you kidding me? Now, you don't think they can, they can lose? No, they're not going to lose. They're going to the finals this year, man. What you don't hard, what's hard for that to understand, man? They're going wow. to the finals. Wow. They're definitely going to the finals, man. I don't see yeah. I, I think the, I, I got the Suns coming out of the Eastern Conference. Clarence said he got the Bucks. In what, five? In five? I'm be honest. Six. Okay, now it's six. Okay. <laughs> now, you, now, you wanna, now you wanna say, now you wanna say six. And don't forget, one more thing too. Coaching matters. And I know, and I said on the show the other day, Mike Budenholzer is one of the best coaches we have in the NBA. So I think I, I but I think Brad Stevens also is a great coach we have in the NBA. Brad Stevens. What? Oh, you not you just say anything now. Now you now you just say anything. Brad Stevens is one of the best coaches we have in the NBA. All right, let's move on to some NFL, and let's talk about the NFL canceling preseason games. Yesterday, the NFL decided to cancel all preseason games for the 2020 NFL season. Does this affect the young rookies? Of course it did. Of course it do, Trey. It really do. You know why? Because I can't see Burrow play. I can't see Burrow play. I can't see Tua play. I can't see Justin Herbert play. I can't even see, I can't believe I'm saying this. I can't even see Jordan Love get a snap on in Green Bay. And you know what? Believe it or not, I wanted to see Jordan Love get some action in in the preseason because I want to I want you to take a look at your future quarterback when Aaron Rodgers getting booted out of out of the Green Bay. And no, right there is going to be your new starting quarterback. No. I was, I was, I, I'm not gonna lie. I was I was pumped for the preseason because I wanted to see how these young guns, these young bucks play. And when they when they broke it down to two games, I was like, okay, okay, we got two games. Two games was cool. Then a week go off one game. I'm like, all right, this the one game that every team, every player on the team got to show, man. They got to ball out. And then they said no games. I'm like, you know what? Just kill me. Just kill me right now because at the end yeah. of the day, preseason games matter. I don't care what you say. Preseason games matter. You you get your skills tested, tested to the to the fullest, and you know, son, they only allow eighty players on the roster, and and the Bengals currently got eighty four, so they got to cut four people. That's gonna be sad. That's gonna be sad because those four people is probably gonna be working hard. They're probably working hard right now. You gotta think about it. The, the undrafted in the late round, they're competing for a spot on the team, and. If they perform good enough in them in them preseason games, they make the team. Now, now for this now for this situation now, training camp is about to be coming next week. Now that now these players gotta work their butts off and get ready for September. Basically, the whole August they're gonna be just chilling until September, man. They just gonna be chilling to September. That's that's not fun, man. That's not fun at all, man. Because yeah. you, when you get a new franchise quarterback, you be excited to see. What he what he does on the field, like uh, us Bengals fans, we're eager to see Burrow on the field because we we love the way what he how he carry himself. Definitely. And I I know I know yeah. you you ready to see I know you want to see Jordan you wanted to see Jordan Love in the preseason because you like dang was this a good investment or not? Because preseason matters, man. Like Black Lives Matter, preseason games matter. <laughs> yeah, okay, so I agree with you that preseason games does matter for the rookies because. I believe you can have all the Zoom meetings you want. You can have all the, the, the repetition and training camp as you want with shoulder pads and shorts 
basketball shorts on and practice all you want. You have to have some real live game action. And we were going to get an opportunity to see Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Tua. We were going to get a chance to see these young rookies in action in the preseason. So I agree with you that it's going to affect these young rookies and, and them being able to have build chemistry up with their teammates. And it's, right. it's, it's crazy because the first snap that Joe Burrow ever takes in the NFL is probably going to be a, in week one. Week one he won't even, there's, he's not going to have an opportunity to have a preseason game where he gets this opportunity to see defenses, read them, and build chemistry up with his teammates. When you play in the quarterback position in the National Football League, the other 10 guys in that huddle, they need to see your eyes in that huddle and see you direct that offense and see that you can be a leader of men. They have to see you in real live game action. I don't give a damn about what you're doing in these Zoom meetings, okay? Because guess what? I could be a, a, a good quarterback in a Zoom meeting. <laughs> like, you you, you got a man. You could be a good quarterback in a good Zoom meeting. You have to get out there in real live game action and, and have real live repetition in the game. And I agree with you. I think it's going to really affect these rookies overall. And, it, and it's, it's messed up, but it kind of is what it is. It's really I, – I, I, the NFL at this point – Oh, you're showing you're, you're showing you you don't care about the preseason phase now, Trey. You're talking about it is what it is. But listen, imagine if you was a GM and you drafted Jordan Love. You were, hey man, you're starting the first game of the preseason. Since it's only one game or two games, whatever, you're starting and you're showing us what can you do and how how we go evaluate you, how we go evaluate you. Because I ain't gonna lie. Watching preseason games, you evaluate your talent. You evaluate them all. You evaluate every single position because preseason matters, man. Preseason games matter. And now there's not going to have no preseason games, and their first snap is literally going to be opening day, like, what, September, man? You go, you, you feel nervous, like, man, what happened this guy ain't who he is, man? I mean, he had a good college year, but what, what if he's not who he is, though, because he didn't get the reps that – reps in preseason because this pandemic closed it out. So it's wait, 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 wait. Hold on, Clarence. Don't do that. If if this guy isn't what he what you thought he was, we're not gonna oh, no. say we're not gonna say, hold on, don't try to use the excuse, oh, because he didn't get no preseason repetition. No, don't do that. Don't do that. If he's Man, not gonna, no, that ain't got no 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 I, look, listen, you need to lower you need to lower your expectations for Joe Burrow in his rookie I season. Have no expectations. So, so, so if you don't have no if you don't got no expectations, why did you why did you just say if he sticks up the joint and doesn't play well, why did you say well, we're going to blame it on no preseason reps? No, we're not going to blame you, it on you no You should. You should blame it on that because – No, listen. no, 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 no. At some point throughout the regular season, you should get it together. I'm talking about throughout the course of a whole entire season. At some point, you should be able to get it together. The first four or five weeks, you may struggle. But after that, you should be able to have it together and be in a rhythm with your teammates. But let's, let me, let's, let's move on. And let's ask another question. Should the NFL shorten the season? <sighs> no. No, because I had a conversation with some, some guys, and they were saying shorten the season and take less money. Oh, hell no. Don't take – don't shorten the season. You shorten the season, you're losing out on revenue money and player contracts. It probably won't be paid fully. And shorten the season just stupid. It's ridiculous, Trey. I don't think they should shorten the season. I don't think they should shorten the season just because it's pandemic. But if something crazy did happen, like 
like did you see early in the week, 95 NFL players was tested positive for coronavirus. So 95? 95. 95. Coming into yesterday, coming into Tuesday, well, Wednesday, today, 95 people was tested, and 95 NFL players was tested positive for the coronavirus. See, if that number increases, keep increasing before September, yeah. But as a the number already, it's already high enough now. <laughs> 95 <laughs> is high. Hey, it is though, but you know, fans been going crazy about they want to watch their football and stuff, but I think that's the opposite. That's the opposite of the NBA because I think they said players got tested like July 13th or something when they entered the NBA bubble. And I think every player in the NBA right now that's in the bubble, they are now officially tested negative for the coronavirus. So that's the opposite. Oh, yeah. They all straight. They all ready. Yeah, they ready to go. Um, But I I, I agree with you. I don't think they should necessarily short the NFL season either. Plus, I don't see it happening because those NFL owners want their money. If you short the NFL season, it's going to affect their pockets. And we know their bottom line, once it's affected, it's problems. But let's move on to another topic. Let's talk about some NBA. So we were on Facebook yesterday, and we were <laughs> having some fun with a nice little conversation, nice debate about some of the best scores in NBA history. And the question here is, between Kobe, KD, Melo, and LeBron, who do you trust to get you 50 in a basketball game? Rank them one to four. I'm going to let you start off. Who do start you trust? With, who, yeah, start, start off with, one to start off one to four. Who do you trust to get you fit? Okay, start off with four. Me. Go to four. Okay. Start start with four. Don't kill me, man. Start with four. Yeah. Skinny, skinny mellow. Number three. Skinny mellow. Number okay. Number four is skinny mellow. Number three is LeBron James. Number two is Kobe, and number one is KD. What? Wait, <laughs> wait a minute. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Oh man, so you got K- wait a minute. You think Kevin Durant would get you 50 and Easy. more than Kobe? More Easy. than Kobe? Easy. Kobe has the I think he has the most 40 point yeah. games yeah. in so, NBA history. Third most. Third most. He's 25 50 point games and KD got four 50 point games, but I, I believe that KD can score 30 in his sleep, man. I think this guy can score 30 or 40 in his sleep, man. And I think he's one of the most efficient uh, scorers in the league right now. Like, Okay. Let me, okay, let me give you mine. Let me give you mine. Okay. Yeah, let me hear yours. I'm going to give, give you two lists. I'm going to give you two lists. I'm going to give you my bias, my bias list, and I'm going to give you my, my, my mind, like my real basketball mind list. Let's start off with my bias list. My bias list, LeBron 4, 3 KD, Two mellow, and then one Kobe. <laughs> yes, because I can't because Kobe so Kobe is the uh, the goat to me. Like everybody talk about Michael Jordan, I think Michael Jordan is great. Six time NBA champion, six on the final, six finals MVPs. He's great, but I think Kobe is equivalent to Jordan. But that's my bias list because I'm a mellow fan. I'm a mellow fan. Mellow having 24 points per game in his career, one of the greatest scores we have in NBA history. I am a mellow fan, so I am not going to apologize for it. Now let me give you my real basketball mind list. Let me hear it. LeBron four, Melo three, KD two, Kobe one. There is no way in hell I am taking anybody above the Black Mamba to give me fifty points. Especially if 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 we if I remember, remember, I'm telling either of these four players. Let's make let's let's be clear. Any of these four can get get fifty for you. They can get it. Let's be honest. Melo is a scoring machine. He can score it down low on the block. Melo can get to the free throw line as well. He can 
He hit the perimeter shot. Great mid-range score. Kevin Durant also is a great mid-range score, and he is unstoppable offensively. Also, he has a great handle at seven feet. LeBron James, we know when he wants to put his mind to it and when he wanna, wants to get to the rim, he is a freight train getting to the cup and get to the free throw line. And we all know how skillful Kobe Bryant is as an offensive scorer. So I believe any of these four can drop 50 on you. But I believe if I'm telling them before the game, I need 50 from you. There ain't no way in hell I'm picking anybody above Kobe because Kobe going to say, I got you. I got you. Kobe going to say, I got you. Don't even worry about it. And so Kobe going to be, Kobe is going to be gunning. You know it. Kobe, Kobe dropped 81. He dropped 81 on the Raptors, man. Like, oh, I beat the Kobe, man. The Black Mamba, man. I, yeah, man, definitely. I the Kobe, man. Yeah. Hey, first man, all due respect to Kobe, man. But I am definitely choosing Kevin Durant over Kobe, man. I'm definitely choosing Kevin no. Durant. And Melo, Melo is the least, is the least one that's going to give you the 50 ball out of this, out of these. You are so wrong. Okay, so that, that, no, no, that, no, no, no. So wait a minute. So you mean to tell me, which is our next question. Our next question is, who is a better all-around score, Melo or LeBron? You Definitely LeBron. Oh Definitely LeBron. Man. Definitely, Definitely LeBron. LeBron. Oh man! Like you said, LeBron is a free train when he's scoring the ball, man. He can he can score it anytime he wants. He can score from anywhere on the on the floor, man. And his game improving every single year. He and for Melo, I feel like he got this 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 scoring game plan that he follows forever. And he thinks that's going to work. And it's not, man. How it's, is it not work? He's averaged 24 points per game on his career. Listen, what are you listen, talking about? I just I just believe LeBron James is a better all-around scorer than Carmelo Anthony. Let and look, I love Melo. And I love Melo. But LeBron, he can score anywhere from the feet on the court, man. He's, he's, a, he's a more efficient scorer at one. And he's a prolific scorer at two. And he can give you 30 points and – Quick in a good and like what thirty seconds without shooting horrible man. Just Mello, because hold on, just because you're a better efficient score doesn't make you a better all around score. Melo has no weaknesses offensively. LeBron he James, he is a freight train when he gets to the rim. I'll give you that. But Melo has no weaknesses on the offensive side of the ball. Melo can hit the perimeter. What weaknesses do you got offensively? Tell me what shot. But, what shot? Hold on. What shot can't Melo hit? Tell me. Wait. I wait. Go ahead. What's trying to about what shot he can't hit? It's about how how many how many times he can hit it, man. That's efficiency. And, I'm talking about better all around. I think Melo's a better all around scorer than LeBron James. When I think about LeBron, I don't look at LeBron as a scorer. I know he's third all time on the scoring list, but I never view LeBron as being a scorer. I view, I, I view Kobe, Melo, Kevin Durant as scores. I never view. LeBron James as a scorer. LeBron James, to me, LeBron James, to me, at times, I actually can say in, at, at one point in his career, offensively, dare I say, he was limited. He was similar to Giannis at one point in his career. At one point, LeBron wasn't hitting perimeter shots. He's improved. But at one point, LeBron wasn't hitting perimeter shots. Melo came into the NBA hitting perimeter shots. And also, the mid-range game. LeBron doesn't have a mid-range game like Carmelo Anthony, Carmelo Anthony, when he gets on that block and he gets the drop step going and he gets you right in his, in his spot, Melo can hit that consistent mid-range jump shot time and time again. And also, Melo is a better free throw shooter as well than LeBron James. If it's a clutch moment late in the game, I trust Melo going to the free throw line more than I trust LeBron James. I'm I putting LeBron at the free throw line, man. 
Huh? I'm playing. I'm putting Bron. I'm putting Bron over Kate. I'm putting Bron over Melo at the free throw line. And hey, he, he improved. He improved so, so, over so, so, the so, year. Let me ask you a question: If you need a three point bucket, you need a, a three point shot. Are you picking Melo or LeBron? I'm taking Bron. I'm oh. taking Bron. I'll take James Harden over Melo. And I will. As many, as we was going to talk about James Harden, but we kind of, we, we went a little on time. As many shortcomings James Harden has had in the playoffs? Like, Man, we talked about specifically game winners and game winners at the three-point line. And James, James Harden. James Harden chokes every single year in the playoffs. Not that Melo has done superior, like spectacular in the playoffs, but. Damn it, James Harden doesn't hit big shots in the playoffs. You're being disrespectful to Carmelo Anthony. You I'm not being disrespectful. Yes, you I are. Think, I think you just label him as the greatest scorer, one of the greatest scorers and all that. But it's it's players over over him that's better scorers than him, man. I Who just believe the, it. But you, but I can LeBron name a few. LeBron isn't one of them. LeBron. LeBron is a better all-around player than Melo, but he's not a better scoring machine than Carmelo Anthony. He's definitely a scoring machine. He's definitely a scoring machine, man. No, I said he's not, a, he's not a scoring machine like Melo is. Did you see game six? In, game six of 2000 what? 2000 what? Uh, 12 against the Boston Celtics? He had 30 points. 30 points at the half. Shooting 70%. And you tell so me that's let me, not great? Let me get you, let me get you, but I'm talking about better. We're talking about the question was who is a better all-around score, not efficient. Let me give you an example. Why Melo he is a, a better all-around score. I'm gonna give you an example of one game that, that proves that Melo is a better all-around score than LeBron James. It was a game back when Melo was with the Knicks, LeBron was with the Miami Heat. I don't even think LeBron played this particular night, but Melo had 50 points and he didn't do anything but hit perimeter shots. He didn't have one layup. Go look it up Against on YouTube. Scrub, Come yeah. on, man. Huh? Against their starters wasn't even playing that game, man. But still, it's 50, 50 is 50. Come on now. Stop. Yeah, 50 is 50. Is 50. Yeah, come on now. But this is what I'm saying. Do, do you see a situation where LeBron James could ever drop 50 only hidden perimeter shots? No. Definitely. Definitely. So you I can see that. I see that. LeBron can drop. Wait a minute. Let me, let me, I want to make sure you understand my question. You think LeBron James could drop 50 only shooting perimeter shots? Yeah, I, I believe it. I definitely believe it, man. I definitely believe it. I definitely believe it. I think you're not just giving LeBron his credit, bro, at the three-point line, man. He's, he's In these upcoming years, he's been showing that he's a better shooter at the three-point line than Melo. Melo. Look, I can name games that Melo shot horrible. Remember that one for 16? Remember that one? Remember that when they were shooting one for sixteen, man. We're talking about that? we're talking about all around. I'm not talking about efficiency. I'm just You're saying about in general, bro. Huh? I'm just saying. Look, LeBron is the overall better scorer than Melo. LeBron he is the overall better player, but he's not the better scorer. Yes, like, he is. Like I can say the same thing for KD is being a better scorer than Melo, Kobe, Bron. I just I believe that, man. This dude just said. Wait a minute. This dude just said that LeBron could drop 50 just hitting perimeter shots. I can't believe I got to talk basketball with you. I can't hey. believe it. Like, hey, if you piss him off, if you piss him off or they down bad in the series, I guarantee you he would do that. He would do as that. great as LeBron James is, three-time NBA champion, three-time NBA Finals MVP, he is one of the greatest players in NBA history. Top 10 in NBA history as far as I'm concerned. And he's, he's making a push to be in that top five. And, you know, we'll talk about our NBA all-time 
great players on future shows. But to say LeBron James could drop 50 just hitting perimeter shots is Definitely. ridiculous. I'm taking, I'm taking that risk with Mel. I'm taking that risk with LeBron. Because I know I tell you somebody else, I tell you somebody else, I tell you somebody else who could just hit perimeter shots and drop 50. Kevin oh. Durant. Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant can do it. Kevin Durant can. Kobe can, but not LeBron James. No. Yes, he can, man. Yes, he can. But everybody remember going follow wise guys on Twitter at wiseguys underscore eggs, also on Facebook, Wise Guys. And be sure to follow Wise Guys on Instagram with these guys know sports. Clarence, we got a few topics that we missed, but we'll get back to them on Friday. We got a- Antonio Brown tweeting that he's officially retiring. We'll get into that. I think little AB feels a little bit hurt because he's not, hasn't had an opportunity. Yeah, to definitely. Oh, yeah. Poor AB, man. He'll be fine, man. <laughs> man, man. But we got a we got an action jam packed show for everybody on Friday. We are live here on a worldwide sports network. Hey, everybody, I just want y'all to know, as we close out the show today, Clarence said that LeBron James could drop 50, just him from the shot. I just want everybody to know that. <laughs> I want everybody to know they said that. I'm That's taking that risk on Brian, y'all. But hear me out. LeBron, if you piss LeBron off or he's down in the series, I'm taking LeBron. I'm definitely taking no. LeBron. No. I'm taking hey, LeBron. In elimination games, he averaged a triple-double. I'm definitely taking LeBron. Hey, well, I'll see you on Friday. Oh, yeah. Have, yeah, man. Have a good one. Yep. It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.